sight. Caterpillar to a butterfly. It's green and growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. 807 on a beautiful Saturday morning. Thanks for listening to Green and Growing. I'm Ashley Frasca. You recognize my name or my voice maybe from the traffic team. That's my job Monday through Friday on uh, WSB Radio, of course, during Atlanta's morning news and on Channel 2 Action News in the morning, updating traffic along with Mark Aram for you. It's been a tricky few weeks for sure, guys. We're not used to this much rain during your morning commute. And uh, Fulton County schools were out most of the week last week so that did make things a little lighter than normal and i guarantee you besides jay black our sports director with no sports happening at all and the traffic team we're going to have the easiest jobs in the building i think this coming week because a lot of people now working from home schools are out beginning on monday so you want to keep it here for all of the latest developments with covid19 the coronavirus on 95.5 wsb not to scare you just to keep you informed you make informed decisions on what's best for yourself and your family, whether or not you can work from home. I can't, but I'm here at such odd hours. There's not a lot of people here. Don't come in contact with a lot of folks. So I think we'll be just fine. So I've got Jason Byers in the studio with me. I've got Justin Ovi, and they are helping produce the show this morning. And Justin is waiting to take your calls. 404-872-0750. Chris out in Conyers, Rockdale County. Good morning. Good morning, Ashley. It's good to talk to you. What can I help you with today? Um, question today is I have a um, elephant air in front of my uh, house, uh-huh. and we noticed yesterday when we was planting some flowers that it had some fungus, and it was a liquid. It's a, it was a liquid form, seemed like it was like a fuzzy type of white. And my wife was wondering what it was, and I said, "Well, I, I normally listen to you every morning, and I just wanted to give you a call." Yeah, I'm glad you called. Now, did you say a fuzzy white or like pus, like pussy white? Pus. Like a pus. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, first of all, I got to ask, what are you doing to get your elephant ears now? Mine haven't even started peeking out of the ground yet. No, it hasn't started peeking, but we're just cleaning around it and maybe trying to throw a little, um, uh, whatever, uh, not a fertilizer, but, you know, just, just fertilizing and, and everything around the trees and everything. And we just know that that's right in front of the house. There's nothing around it outside of the mulch. Okay, so all of this white stuff is on the soil? Uh, it's on the soil and on the, uh, the uh, I guess, the, uh, the limbs of the tree. Uh, all the um, uh, elephant ears. Oh, okay. Wow. That's that's amazing. You're seeing your elephant ears now. Uh, a lot of people will dig them up in the wintertime and bring them, you know, bring the tubers inside. I, I leave mine out year round, but I can't wait for them to come up. So my first thought is perhaps an insect, but you threw me when you said kind of like a pussy liquid substance. But white insects that you might see are spider mites, aphids, and you've also got scale as well. And that's going to be more common either on the stems of the plant or especially the undersides of the leaves. I think elephant ears are probably a little more prone to spider mites, but that would also come with like a webby type. You don't see any webbiness or anything like that. So now that you're saying it's a little more of a liquid, that that may be... Yeah, so that may be more of a fungus. So really that's brought on most diseases and and fungi and things like that are brought on by very moist, wet conditions. So you're going to want to keep everything basically as dry as you can. I mean, is there a layer of mulch or anything on the the landscape there? Yes. 
Okay, yep. So mulch is definitely going to help. And there's a lot of plants, too, that when you best water, especially now going forward, Chris, in the summer when you guys are, you know, elephant ears and uh, canna lilies and things like that are going to start drooping with the summer heat. But it's it's always mindful to have good practices when you're watering. So water all of those things from the base. Don't shower the water up over the top of the plant because, again, they may not have the opportunity to dry out as well. And that's going to be really good conditions for a fungus. So right now, I would just kind of keep them keep them a little drier. Um, there's there's nothing you can really do as far as a chemical, and I don't really think there's anything necessary you need to be doing right now. Just be a little more mindful of the moisture and make sure you've got fresh mulch. If, if some of that is starting to leach onto the mulch or the ground cover, pull it away, rake it away, and put some fresh stuff down. Keep an eye on it, though, and let me know. That's That really threw me. I was almost confident in answering you that you had insects, and I don't think that's the case. Well, what I might do is I might take a picture and download it and send it to you, Will and you I'll just that? try to bring it up in reference. So yes. we'll try to see what happens. Yes, there. and I can I can learn from your photo, and then you and I can kind of help others. Okay, so send me a message on Green and Growing WSB. That's the Facebook page. I don't have a website, but Green and Growing WSB on Facebook. Message me a photo, and Chris, I know you've called the show for years anyway, so get in touch with me that way. Yeah, and let me kind of figure it out, and then I'll give you the correct answer, and then we'll let other people know, too. I love that. Thanks for being willing to do that. Thank you again. Awesome. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the weekend. Okay, buddy? Bye. Thank you. 404-872-0750. Denise in Villarica, the total opposite side of I-20. Good morning, Denise. How are you? Good morning. How are you this morning? I am having a blast. Thank you for calling. What's going on? Well, I've been looking at this bag gardening, and I wonder if it's a good option in Georgia or if it just gets too hot in the summer for it. Tell me what you're looking to do. What's your what's your ideal strategy in doing that? Well, I have a war with chipmunks, and I was thinking maybe if I put it in something that they weren't so easily to pull out from underneath the ground, mm-hmm. um, maybe I'd have a little more success. So I was thinking of planting just a couple vegetables in, in there. I think that could be a cool idea. Um, It's already stressful enough, though, with summer gardens when things just get busy, when it gets too hot, we get a little lazy. You know, there's a lot going on. There's always so much burden on us to remember to water that that would be my only issue. Like you said, once things dry out, it's going to be tough to help the plants rebound from that. But if you're vigilant and you've got it in a place in the landscape that you look at every day and that you see every day, I think that may be a good option for you. If you can, you know, get into a good rhythm and establish success with it, I think that's not a bad idea. I myself have not tried it. Um, so I would I would open the lines for anybody who has had success with that and kind of give us, you know, their thoughts. But, yeah, I'd say go for it. Why not? And make sure the soil content is really good, too, Denise. If you want to work in some soil conditioner as well or something like a, a black cow or like maybe a manure type, you know, substance to really good, good or compost, really good soil conditions in there. I think that would be a great start. Okay. I've got a lot of um, pot soil. Would that be all right? Potting soil? Um, It's going to have a little bit different nutrients in it, uh, and the drainage is different versus a garden soil, so I would probably try to start with a bag of garden soil instead. Okay. That's going to have more of what you need, especially for, you know, the fact that you're doing edibles, yeah. Okay, well, I appreciate that. Oh, let us know. Check back. I want to see how that turns out. And take pictures, like Chris just said. Maybe Chris started something here, Denise. Send me pictures on the Facebook page. I would love to kind of see that as it progresses along the summer. 
Okay, well, thank awesome. you so much. Thanks. Have a great morning. 404-872-0750. Let's see here. We'll go to Jan in Milledgeville. Hey, good morning, Jan. You're on Green and Growing. Good morning. Um, I have three young Japanese maples, as in, you know, two were planted last year, the other one maybe the year before. Um, and I'm wondering uh, what is a t- good time to fertilize them, and what do you recommend as far as a general good fertilizer for Japanese maples? So Japanese maples now is probably a good time to fertilize because they're starting, you know, you're starting to see the buds and the leaf tips and things like that. Yeah. So um, unless someone calls with something better, I'm going to say a general 10-10-10 type fertilizer and evenly spread. Read the read the uh, label directions, though, as far as the amount that you want to use. You certainly don't want to burn it out, but just evenly spreading it around the, um, I, I can never think of that, where the where the stems, the branches, the root zone or something like that. I, I can't ever think. or something? Yeah, yeah, but as far out as the branches oh. go. The drip line, oh. that's that's what we oh, want. Okay, the drip line. Yeah, don't all go right, too close to the trunk, but yeah, all the way throughout the drip line because, I mean, the, the roots are going out that far to the ends of the branches and beyond, so don't just concentrate it right there where you just think I'm coming out maybe a foot or two from the trunk. You can go out a little bit wider. But yeah, a, a light application of fertilizer now would probably be great. You know, Jan, I don't know, do you do you have a passion or a little bit of a hobby for Japanese maples or it's just something you like? Uh, a, a passion, certainly, but not a hobby. No, we just, we, we just, we love them. They're just so beautiful. And yeah. they're a small, we found that the areas where we're planting them, they needed, we needed something unique, but not big. We don't want a big tree. And that's what these tend to be for us. They're, they, if they're growing they're growing very slowly yeah there's so many varieties and i guarantee there's something for every landscape be it the the color or the size or things like that i've got something for you jan next saturday the 21st we're going to have norm metlider on and he's a friend of walter's and a longtime friend of mine as well and he is a aesthetic pruner a certified aesthetic pruner but japanese gardens and especially japanese maples are his thing so that will definitely be a good question for him if he has any more um you know, knowledge as far as fertilizers, if it's something other than what I'm telling you, which is just a all-purpose 10, 10, 10. But listen in um, in the 8 o'clock hour, the same hour next Saturday, because Norm will be on, and he has a lot of great, really interesting stuff to allow about Japanese maples, for sure. Oh, I'd love that. So you think it'll be about 8 o'clock that he would be on? Yes, yes, guaranteed okay. next Saturday, Perfect. 8 o'clock hour, yeah. yep. So, well, Perfect. thank you so much, Jan. Okay. Thank, I appreciate the call. Okay, take care. All right, have Alrighty. a good morning. Bye-bye. So we'll get around to Deborah and Roswell and Kathy in Atlanta so y'all don't hang hang up. And then your questions, 404-872-0750. And you know coming up at the bottom of the hour, Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery will join me with the Pike's Pick. It's definitely something that 99% of you know what it is. I know you love it. It's something you're going to need to get this weekend. So stay tuned. You're listening to Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB. If you're forced to work from home because of the coronavirus, listen to Atlanta's news and talk anytime on any smart speaker. Tell your Amazon Echo, Google Home, or HomePod, play 95.5 WSB and depend on it. Updating your weather today, that's sponsored by Finley Roofing. You want to know how to plan your weekend? Well, here you go today. Mostly cloudy, but it's going to be really pleasant, maybe dry. A high of around 67, lows in the mid-50s, and the rain returns tomorrow around showers likely around metro Atlanta at times throughout the day. 60 to 70 percent chance. There you go. A high of 67 and lows around 50, and then more rain in the early week forecast as well. So Kirk Mel is just going to have all of that here on 95.5 throughout the weekend. Thank you so much. And to follow up on um, 
um, Jan in Milledgeville, your question about fertilizing a Japanese maple. I'm really glad I heard from a couple of folks in the break. So they brought up a good point. Generally, you want to fertilize when things are starting active growth. But a good point, there is still a chance for a late frost here in Georgia. That could happen as late as mid-April. And who knows? It is 70 degrees now, but we don't know what next week's going to hold. So maybe hold off a couple of more weeks until we know there's no chance for a frost. Because what fertilizer is ultimately doing for a plant in active growth is helping it grow faster, right? And helping it get stronger. So if a Japanese maple is all of a sudden speeding up, putting on more and more growth as you fertilized it, that's going to leave it a little more vulnerable for a frost. So, yep, my advice, just maybe delay it by a couple of weeks. 404-872-0750. But now I want to help you out in the lawn this weekend. Green and Growing growing with Ashley Frasca. Here's your garden to-do list this week. Put the kids to work. For sure. This weekend and this coming week, there's so much you can be doing to tidy up the lawn and getting spaces ready for what you want to plant. Robin Walensky and News and I have had conversations about uh, more and more folks hitting those greenhouses and those nurseries looking for things to plant. So getting ahead of some things now, tidying up. This goes along with that. Prune the foliage shrubs, maybe not known for their flowers. Good examples are ligustrum, juniper, arborvitae, and euonymus. We had someone call in the first hour, burning bush, that bright, bright red fall variety of euonymus, but all of that can be pruned. Now you're getting them just before the spring growth begins, and pruning is going to invigorate growth as well, induce growth. So uh, anywhere you cut, just new growth is just going to be sprouting from that. But a lot of these large hedges and shrubs in the landscape, they can be taken back by about half. I definitely think if you have a six-foot-high euonymus burning bush, you could take it back down to three or four feet Um, Next is seeding or sodding for fescue. Optimum air temperature for fescue seed to germinate is 68 to 77. So you're putting the seed down now and just getting it prepared. A soil temperature is ideal of above 60 degrees. So we're getting really close to that. Get good seed to soil contact. Aeration is best, but that is also to be done in the fall as well, like a September, October application of fescue seed. Now you may not need the aerator so much, but getting a little seed down to fix some of those bare patches. And lastly, planting tomatoes. Tomatoes are so much fun. They are heavy feeders, though. They require consistent watering as well, so something you have to be on the lookout for. And as they start to sprout out of the ground, it's fun. You just take the soil and keep mounding it up over the new growth and just kind of keep it. But within 80 to 100 days, you're going to have a harvest of potatoes. That's something fun to do, whether you're doing it out in a planter now or you can do it in a Rubbermaid bin. Walter's got great information on bin gardening with perlite, not even using soil. But that's ideal for folks who are maybe in the high rises or the condos or don't have as much area in the landscape. Just a a Rubbermaid bin with drainage holes drilled in the bottom and perlite and starting tomatoes there. And there's a lot of talk in the garden community, too, about where you get your starter potatoes from. Because if you're introducing just stuff from the grocery store, that may come with diseases and things like that. I'm going to try it just because I've got some potatoes in the pantry and they have eyes on them. And I forgot they were in there. So, hey, (laughs) that's going to be perfect. And you want probably two eyes if you're going to cut segments of an existing potato and you cube it up and kind of cut it. You're going to want a little piece with two eyes that's going to be best to start in the perlite. That's what I'm going to do and have that on the back deck. And we should definitely see how that goes. I'll keep you up to date. Well, we've got questions about uh, green stuff growing on your roof. Maybe I can have some advice for that. And if not, Dave Baker is up next at 9 a.m. And Deborah and Roswell with questions about her camellia, plus the Pike's Pick. 
something you're going to want to stick around for. It'll save you 20% at Pike Nursery this weekend. So we will be back after a break with news, weather, and traffic. I'm Ashley Frasca. This is Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB. Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries on 95.5 WSB. Welcome back. The uh, tail end of the show here, the last half hour of Green and Growing. You're listening to Ashley Frasca now this morning, live on 95.5 WSB. Having a great time. Thank you so much for all of the calls. I think we've just been rolling right along, having a blast here on the show. And uh, this time, every morning, as you all have come to know and love, we do a very special segment of the show. We do the Pike's Pick. It's time for Pike's Pick. What you need in your garden or home this weekend. Brought to you by your local garden experts at Pike Nurseries. And I know just where to find a local garden expert. I have to go no further than on the phone. Hey, Mickey Gazaway. <laughs> good morning. How are you? <laughs> Doing really good this morning. How about you? I'm great. I'm fantastic. I just ran in from the inside the greenhouse. It is so beautiful out there. <laughs> what, a pleasant, what a pleasant place to be, right? It is. And, you know, I, I turn on the radio and I listen to the television and, and some of the stuff seems so sad. And then I walk in here and I think, oh, it's beautiful here and everything seems so clean and fresh and it really feels like spring. So That is a really good observation that a coworker of mine made uh, a little while ago this morning. I came in about 5.30 and she said, man, this coronavirus stuff, oh my gosh, it's everywhere. But one place that was still busy and happy and just, yeah, I mean, it makes you feel good were the nurseries that she visited over the past week. I mean, people helping each other and talking to each other. And A, we have a perfect storm, Mickey, because yeah, you're getting ready to be, you know, hunkered down at home, oh, so yeah. you're going to go stir crazy. But at any rate, I mean, there is no rain. You know, yesterday was pretty decent. Today's pretty decent. And also what we're a week away from spring. So all of that is the perfect storm for gardeners to wake up and be like, all right, I'm headed to Pike Nursery, right? That's right. I've got, I mean, get all that stuff. It, it's just so beautiful in here right now. This is my favorite time of year. You can tell I'm on a high. I just <laughs> love it. I really do. Absolutely. And I can't wait to get my stuff and get it home and plant it and Come in and get some more and plant some more. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> money just going out like it's That's growing right. on trees, right? That's so right. I it's have funny. definitely teased ahead to this week's Pike's Pick because I know oh. 99% of our listening audience, whether they're gardeners or not, they know exactly what this is. Oh, absolutely. What you absolutely. got? Absolutely. Azaleas. Oh, so I mean, I think, yeah, Old South, I mean, every Southern garden needs that in a hydrangea, but the Masters, which unfortunately that has been postponed <laughs> to, but I mean, you say Azalea, and in my mind, just all the vivid colors and large bushes and oh, beautiful yeah. flowers there in Augusta. So you can have that in your landscape, too. Absolutely, you can. And, you know, now we've got, I, lo I still love the spring as they, and the ones like the George Tabers and the Gigi Gerbings and the Formosas, all those, I love them. That's what I think about spring. But then now we've got azaleas that bloom all summer long and into the fall, the Encore azaleas. And the, uh, there's some other repeat blooming azaleas. And we used to just have azaleas for shade. Now we've got them to go from shade to sun. So they're just wonderful plants. So Really, I mean, with different hybrids and, you know, developments mm -hmm. in these plants over the years, they're almost adaptable to 
many more garden conditions than they used to be. Like you said, I mean, you can now grow them in more sun, more shade. I mean, there's there's some variance there if people need something in a particular spot, right? Right. As long as they've got good drainage. I think that's the one thing that's non-negotiable because they are actually azaleas are rhododendron mm-hmm. and rhododendron have to have um, well-drained soil. So that's organically enriched soil. And the fertilizer is so easy. Dr. Earth's got the azalea camellia oh, yeah. fertilizer that you just, you know, if you need it, if you need it, then you can mm-hmm. you know, pick that up too. Now, I want to ask you kind of a, a personal question. In the first hour, I had a great call from Don in North Carolina, someone that listens to the station. And his azalea, 30-year-old azalea leaves were starting to yellow, and they held on to those yellow leaves actually all over the winter and still have yet. So I kind of thought that that might be first a water indicator, but then once I thought about it, maybe an indication of like a lack of nutrients, what would be your first thought? Well, well, sometimes if the yellow leaves are toward the inside of the plant, those are last year's leaves. Because even though they're evergreen, the leaves don't last forever. And so the leaves that are on the inside, some of those will be yellow before they are replaced by the dark green and leaves. And that's okay. So, that's okay. That's what they're supposed to now. If the yellow leaves are on the outside of the plant, it may be that you do have some nutrient problems and you need to give them some fertilizer. Okay. Very good. Very good. Okay. Thank you for that. All right. Mm-hmm. And then, so this weekend's big. You got azaleas for all the customers as the Pikes pick for 20% off. And then next weekend is a spring kickoff and storewide savings at all Pike nurseries. And your right. hours have changed in accordance with spring, haven't they? That's right. I think there is it. Have you got them there? I think it's eight to eight. Eight to eight. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Is that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. On Sunday, it's different. I think it's 9 to 7 on Sunday. Don't don't quote me. Don't tell anybody I said that, but I think that's right. Yeah, so, I mean, that's going to give you more time to get out and shop and enjoy everything. Yeah, 8 to 8 generally, uh, Monday through mm-hmm. Saturday, it looks like. So, well, um, and any classes coming up at Pike Nursery? Well, we've got our container class coming up next week. Um, it, it, now, it, this is a free class. This is not a make and take. It's one that they come and learn how to put together some beautiful spring containers or summer con- warm season containers. So that's fun. And that that's where you go with the whole the thrillers, spillers, and fillers, right? Like yeah, when you, you have can. a spring container garden, different heights that's and different That's a good way to start. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But just remember anything you can grow in the ground, you can grow in a pot. Yeah. If you got a big enough pot. And Pike Nursery, so, folks at Pike Nursery will tell yeah. you visually maybe what grows well together oh, yeah. or, you know, companion planting like that. They all have the, they need to have the same needs so that they can right. su- successfully exactly right. grow in the same conditions in the pot together. So, Mickey, it's an awesome time of year. So excited yes, for gardeners And by the way, we just got in some summer um, vegetables, some peppers. We're going to get tomatoes in next week. You can put those in pots, too. So don't forget. There you go. There you go. I love it. All right. So all of that and more can be found online. And where is that? At pikenursery.com. And don't forget to tell the cashier that uh, it's the Pike Pick, so they'll give you your 20% off. 20% off on all azaleas. Thank you so much, Mickey. You have I a love great it. day. And we'll be talking to you next Saturday at the soon. same time. All, all right. right. Go enjoy the greenhouse. Grow and Go enjoy your job. I love that. Mickey enjoys her job just as much, if not more, than I do, but just doing something you love, and it comes through, and you're just so fortunate when you do something that you love. So coming up on 842 Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB, Deborah, you've been so patient calling from Roswell this morning. Hey there. Hi, how are you? Doing fine. What's going on? Well, um, 
I bought a uh, camellia plant about two years ago that looked absolutely stunning from Pikes. And um, it's planted on a slope. It's about four feet plus tall. It's in the shade of filtered sun. And something happened this past year. I don't know what it is, but it's lost all of its leaves on the base of the plant. And only on the very top of the plant do I have nice green leaves. And I can't figure out what's wrong with it. And I really don't have the heart to dig it up. I I don't want to do that. I mean, it still has green leaves on it. But it's like a bunch of sticks. The the tree is alive, obviously. I Uh mean, it's not like they're dead sticks. But they lost it lost its leaves. But this is happening from the base up? The base up to probably the top uh, one, I would say the top one third of the tree has or less has leaves, green leaves. Okay. And going downward, it doesn't have any leaves and how, on it. Like how it tall lost its is leaves. it? How tall is the whole plant? I would say it's between four and five feet tall because I'm five feet and it's it's about a little bit smaller than that i'm wondering and i could be i could be mistaken but the way that pattern is that i mean are you finding the leaves you know around the base of the tree dead now or they're just gone okay like they just so fell off over time and they're just gone my thought is i don't know how much deer i haven't talked to one recently but i don't know how much deer like camellias is that possible i have that, to tell you i do have deer that that may be defoliating I, I, well i use but but i have i have other camellias back there that are okay well i mean i, with, I used with, to plant hydrangeas and I, I i had to i had to dig them all up because mm-hmm. the deer just ate them yeah they, i couldn't have a hydrangea my hostas in that area the same thing my hostas they'll eat some that are in one part of the yard but not the others that are closer to the oh, back of the yard so i don't know how they are selective i mean they actually eat the ones closer to the house rather than closer to the wood line and you would think you know, intuitively, they would want to stay away from the house. But I don't know. That's my yeah, first thought. Oh, no, thought. actually, this this camellia is actually the furthest from the back of my house. It's, up, it's yeah. the furthest to the tree line. Yeah, so they can kind of like come in like little thieves and not, not be seen as much if they're staying closer to the tree line. But that, that could be a thought. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so then where I want to go with that for you is twofold. You're going to want fertilizer, A, to deter them, but B, to help you know, reinvigorate that camellia. Now, I, I'm just curious, this isn't relevant for fertilization, but which kind do you have? Did they start putting on the flowers in October or are they like just now finishing flowering? It's just now finishing flowering, I believe. Okay. I know what you're saying. There's, there's two types of camellia. Yeah, so you may have had a japonica has- if it started flowering, you know, later, like January, February, March, that may be a japonica. But yeah, Sasanqua, they, they bloom in the fall, maybe starting in October, late September, October. But nevertheless, so fertilizer is going to kind of help, you know, I mean, the, the blooms are faded, but maybe put on some new growth before we get into the heat of the summer. But I use malorganite. And I spread that around the plants that I don't want the deer to bother. And Melorganite, it's it's a company based up in the Midwest. I, I want to say Wisconsin. And they use like a sewage kind of uh, material type deal. And that's the that's the essence of Melorganite fertilizer. So it smells. You definitely want to use it with gloves. But that human-esque kind of smell with it deters the deer and bunnies. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you think you think I may have to lay something that's going to deter deer? Yeah. That's going to fertilize it and deter deer. Yeah, I think so. And you know, to kind of help it recover a little bit, um, and keep an eye on it too. And I wouldn't say, you know, I mean, I wouldn't go all crazy and just start pruning the limbs now because they're bare. I mean, I would, I would let it be because that's not, you know, a fatal problem. Luckily, it'll always have leaves that come back. Um, try that. Start with that. If that's the right diagnosis and it might be deer eating it, then that's a good way to start. 
Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for calling, Deborah. I hope you have a good weekend. So, folks, a couple of uh, housekeeping things I want to catch you up to date on really quickly before we step out. Um, I gave you some things to do this weekend, and I've gotten an update. The uh, Doggy Dash and 5K at Piedmont Park, that was scheduled for tomorrow at 9 a.m. That's been postponed. There was a seminar at Atlanta Botanical Gardens, Five Steps to Creating an Outdoor Space You Love. That was supposed to be this morning at 10. If you were aware of that, that has been canceled as well. I think most of the public outings for the Atlanta Botanical Gardens have been closed at least through the end of the month. So go to atlantabg.org for more and piedmontpark.org for more information on some of their events. All of these organizations are doing a really good job of keeping you up to date on what things are still being held. And then we had the Georgia Iris Society meeting today at two. Not sure about that. Fragrant Garden. That's a something put on by the North Fulton Master Gardeners on Monday night. So you'll want to look them up at extension.uga.edu. Look up the North Fulton Master Gardeners. Double check if that's still a go for Monday. And the Daffodil Color Fest. As far as I know, you can still walk through the fields of thousands of daffodils at Gibbs Garden. And that particular show runs through the middle of April. So some final thoughts coming up for green and growing. We're going to take a break, check traffic and weather. This is Ashley Frasca. You'll We'll be back on 95.5 WSB. Staying at home because of the coronavirus? Listen to Atlanta's news and talk anytime on any smart speaker. Tell your Amazon Echo, Google Home, or HomePod, play 95.5 WSB and depend on it. Staying at home because of the coronavirus? Guess what? You could be gardening. That is going to be something that we can all share and that we all have in common. Get out there in the yard and take the kids with you. They could actually learn something and stay busy and help you out. It's a win-win. All right, the weather update for the weekend brought to you by Finley Roofing today. High around 67, lows in the mid-50s, so it's going to be a nice day. Mostly cloudy, only a 20% chance of showers in scattered areas of metro Atlanta. Tomorrow, though, the rain returns. It's pretty likely, 70%. High again around 67, lows around 50, so showers at times. Stay tuned because it's going to be a rainy week again, but your traffic... Your, uh, your commute to and from, if you still have to go in in the mornings, that may be a little lighter because of the school's out, but just be careful with the rain. The complete forecast comes up in 10 minutes on 95.5 WSB. Green, green and growing. Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend. Okay, so I try to keep it simple with your garden to-do list. Three basic things to be doing. Tidying up the yard. That can include pruning foliage, shrubs, something that doesn't flower. So general rule of thumb for a lot of those now, you're getting to them just before new spring growth begins. So yeah, go ahead and lob those back, maybe by half, even more if you need to, depending on the space. Ligustrum, juniper, euonymus, arborvitae, those are all tough deciduous shrubs that you could be pruning now. Seeding for fescue, you could also be doing sod, but great seed to soil contact is so important when you're using that spreader and putting the seed out. The optimal air temperature for that fescue seed to germinate, we're a few weeks away, maybe 68 to 77 degrees. The soil temperatures are slowly creeping up, but that needs to be greater than 60 degrees. And planting potatoes, they're heavy feeders, they need consistent water, but they're fun. Maybe Irish potatoes, there's so many good varieties there. So we just had the call a little while ago about uh, the leaves just starting to fall from the base of a camellia. And my, my thought was deer, maybe, because the height sounded right and she didn't see the leaves below like they had been falling off. So I really appreciate Pam checking in on the Facebook page, Green and Growing WSB. She said the deer love her camellias. Malorganite's great. That's worked for her as a repellent. So thank you so much for that, Pam. Sometimes I'm happy to 
hear that I'm I'm at least on base, on track a little bit. And also, I was giving you a list of things that have maybe been postponed. I had a great list of things, go figure, for you to do this weekend. And slowly, one by one, those things are maybe being canceled or postponed. We heard from a caller, thank you very much, that the Georgia Iris Society meeting, that was supposed to be at 2 o'clock today at the Episcopal Church on La Vista Road. That has been canceled, so sorry about that. So just go explore. Irises are starting to pop up in my yard, of course, not blooming yet. But go out and see what you got. You still have daffodils. The hellebores still have blue on them. You may start to see the beginnings of the buds of a lot of azaleas. And uh, this is from Mark Levine and Julie Heron Carson, our friends at the Atlanta Home Show. Unfortunately, that is canceled next weekend. If any of our listeners out there already have tickets for that, it was to be at the Cobb Galleria. Those tickets are going to be good for the Fall Atlanta Home Show in September, the North Atlanta Home Show next February, if you can hang on to them for a year, and then the Atlanta Home Show this same time next year in March at the Cobb Galleria. So if you need any more information about that, you can hit me up on the Facebook page again, Green and Growing WSB. And I want you to go to WSBradio.com starting on Monday. You can listen back to the entire three hours of the show today, including my celebrity garden interview with comedian Ben Bailey. He was a hoot. He hosts uh, Cash Cab on Bravo and he's a stand-up comedian as far as I know he'll be here at center stage in Atlanta next Saturday that's going to be a fun show at 7:30. so my thanks to him and to everyone who participated in the show today couldn't do it without you guys the callers the questions that you have are great keep them coming you know where to find me I will be back at 6 a.m. next Saturday and with your traffic updates if you need to be out and about Monday morning starting at 4 30 on Atlanta's morning news have a great weekend stay safe wash your hands when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.